This is where real and virtual motorsport meet. From the ITA studio, to the paddock, to the sim rig. Pull up a chair, pour a drink. This is the Into the Apex Podcast. Into the Apex Podcast. And it's an unusual end of the Apex. Uh, it's uh, low power. Uh, we tried to get Rob Gregorian in here, uh, and I'll tell his story for him, because Rob tried to tell his story uh, from a generator-powered PC uh, in Prince Edward Island, Canada, hit by Hurricane Fiona. Uh, he's had no power for about eight days now. Uh, he's He's been race-free, and uh, basically every tree in his yard uh, dropped Thankfully, not quite on his home, uh, but to put it in perspective, we've had a tough time with hurricanes. If there's a theme to this episode, it's fuck hurricanes, uh, because uh, on a lower level, to keep it in perspective, I was supposed to be at, in Atlanta preparing for Petit Lama, watching the Michelin pilot. That has been canceled. Bradley, who's not with us tonight again, was supposed to be there with me. He is not there as well. We we canceled our trip to Petit Lama because of Hurricane Ian's early projections this week and uh son of a bitch wouldn't you know it it was nicer in atlanta today than it was here in eastern north carolina where we felt uh, some of the outskirt effects of a landfall weekend hurricane ian some sideways heavy winds and and quite a bit of rain a little bit of a little bit of flooding but nothing that stopped the day so it was much worse obviously in florida uh, I'm joined on the show tonight by Patrick Stein, as always, Mr. Reliable oh, uh, in course. Illinois, where it only snows, and sometimes you get shot on the interstate. Uh, it, it happens a little bit too frequently, but... Uh, you, You're still alive. You wear a helmet. You wear a military helmet in your car on the interstate. I'm in Chicago, still waiting for fine. that bulletproof vest. I'm still waiting That's for right. it. Uh, joining us, uh, the third person on the show tonight, you know his voice and name from every Indianapolis show that Into the Apex has pretty much ever done. Uh, Cody Richardson coming to us on the ground in Atlanta. He did uh, conduct the road trip today to Petit Le Mans as he did last year. Uh, And uh, your report from on the ground, Cody, is the weather is beautiful. Sunny and 75. So I could have gone. As it possibly could be. Oh, ye of little faith. It's true. So basically Reddit, IMSA Reddit and Twitter scared the shit out of me all week, early this week. Uh, so my proje- I was picturing this. Uh, I was due to fly from Raleigh-Durham International Airport to, to Atlanta-Hartsfield, a short hour-and-a-half flight uh, to knock out that nine-hour drive that I've done several times to Atlanta. Uh, and uh, I would have been there in time to watch Michelin Pilot on Friday rather than being on the road for two full days for one day of racing, which was really a turnoff at this stage. Uh, but I'm a nervous flyer, Patrick. I, I'm with you. I've given you a lot of a hard time about that. Yeah, you but have. Turbulence scares me. I, I last flew in 2012 from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee to Chicago to L.A. And landing in Chicago, wouldn't you know it, the Windy City, uh, Bradley and I were, were scared shitless by just obviously normal turbulence because nobody else on the plane was holding the headrest like that. But... Turbulence is not my friend, and it was a red-eye early morning flight where you could not probably drink. reasonably take... Yeah, correct. You couldn't do a you double shot 
<laughs> you could not do reasonably a double shot at the hotel bar at 5 a.m. Uh, so I was in a pickle there, and I thought, well, am I going to take a possibly delayed flight on a, if not delayed, sketchy, turbulent plane from takeoff to landing through this hurricane that's projected to come right for the plane path uh, and then land and spend time in Atlanta, possibly being in sideways wind and rain uh, in a mostly red flagged, if not postponed race uh, of which my personal schedule would not allow me to extend my trip. I would just be flying back and miss the, the new date. Uh, so I made that call early this week to cancel. And wouldn't you know it, as Cody just said, the, the, the forecast for Atlanta is great. The race is obviously going to happen, but oh well. So fuck hurricanes. How about that? Yeah. And I'll, I'll give you a little bit of credit, though, too, because like I said, if I hadn't been going to Talladega on Sunday, I would have canceled my drive probably whenever you guys canceled up. If you would have braved it, I probably would have braved it with you, but I, I don't know. I, I, like I said before, I like road racing. I don't know if I like it enough to stand in three inches of water while it's raining yeah. and 50 mile an hour winds and everything else. So. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Here in Eastern North Carolina, uh, I've been here. I've been through two landfall hurricanes right around here uh, where it's been pretty, pretty rough touch and go. Uh, But here today we got the, you know, the weekend upper part of it. It made landfall a second time as a category one or so in uh, South Carolina Uh, to keep it in perspective. Obviously, you know, we're close to what Florida got. but they, they had sharks going down the freaking street. Yeah, houses destroyed. I mean, we didn't have any of that here in Eastern North Carolina, thankfully. Uh, so it was another year of kind of dodging that bullet. Uh, it happens every so often. Uh, but the, I mean, land weakened hurricane weather is what we got today. And my thought is this: uh, Would I want to, if this type of weather is what would have stayed in store for Petite Le Mans on Saturday? Would I want to go through this? Standing outside for a 10 hour race, the answer for me is no. So I would not have gone, I wouldn't have done it. It wouldn't have been a cool experience, even. I know some folks have done it before. It's not, you know, Petit Le Mans has happened historically in hurricane season. Uh, so there are races that are historical that have had this kind of these, these hurricane remnants. But would I personally want to go through it? Probably not, uh, because it's just not being somebody that's spent years on the east coast and been through a couple of these legitimately it's not something that's amusing to me to go through it's it's pretty pretty frightening and nerve-wracking yeah i said i was coming down either way hurricane weather or not because sunday was looking good for nascar but i I had the tickets because they're and they're non-refundable i probably would have shown up would i have made it a 18 hour plus day like we are tomorrow with it being nice and sunny and everything no not at all shown up maybe for green flag time, see if they actually get some cars to roll around, maybe see the DPIs for the last time and uh, go ahead and head back out and get dry. Cause it would have been, it was scheduled for two inches of rain on Friday, another inch of rain on Saturday with 20 mile an hour sustained and 40 mile an hour gust. The way the path was projected when you guys canceled on Tuesday or whatever it was. And yeah, that it, it, it was, it was looking, looking like about. it was going to be a miserable weekend. And Wednesday it was a little bit better. Thursday it was a little bit better. And I woke up this morning, and now I think the chance is five or ten percent of rain tomorrow. Mostly sunny, seventy-five degrees, low in the upper fifties. Should be a beautiful day for racing. And, and even though I'm going to have FOMO, and there's no way around that, I'm happy for the campers and everybody that was kind of nervous about it that that still did a full send. Uh, because I mean, hey, it's a great event. I'm going to enjoy it on TV uh, either way. 
Um, it's a great send off for the GTP era. Um, I think the biggest part, man, the, the biggest hesitation I had when it came time to cancel the flight and try to save salvage the Delta flight credits that thankfully I was able to salvage, um, was I knew that uh, IMSA put out the contingency plans, but yet again, that's part of what made me nervous. But I knew they put out the contingency plans that, okay, we could run it on Sunday, but also we could run it up till Wednesday uh, because they had the track rented for all of the GTP cars, the new GTP cars for next year are testing through Wednesday. Uh, so that told me, uh, first and foremost, all of those cars are on site somewhere. And that means they might be put on display. You might spot one as a spectator on track. Let's fingers crossed. Let's hope so. I'd love to see some of those in person. I've seen the the videos online of the Cadillac and a couple others doing some drives and everything. That will be if we can hear one of them fired up, or even just see one without it being fired up. That will be outstanding. I'm not going to be able to make it to Daytona next year. I'm trying to get to France for the NASCAR Garage 61 yeah. or entry at Le Mans. Um, so next year is going to be my Lamar year. Uh, I think not the year after, like you guys are going, I'm trying to get it in, get in there next year at least. So my race schedule next year is going to be limited. Uh, so I won't be able to make Daytona, but I won't get to see them until there, I guess, you know, I'll get to see them at Lamar, but they'll have already done races across the world by then. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's that was first on my mind. I'm like, last year we went to Petit Le Mans. Cody, you were there. We got to see the BMW M4 GT3 uh, in person because they were doing a shakedown with it for a photo session. Uh, so we got to see that thing fired up, engine running, and on the track, which was a real treat. And uh, I can't, I, I imagine maybe something would, like that would happen while spectators are on site or campers or something this year. Uh, but I, I will say this. To give you some hype, I saw a photo from the Meyer Shank Racing paddock, and I'm pretty sure one of the Acura GTPs are out there just sitting. Uh, pretty so head to sure. Meyer Shank first is what you're saying. Correct. Yep. It was right at the paddock. Cook breakfast. Go to Meyer Shank. Got it. Yep. Yes. So that's that's what I kind of expected. And I was like, oh, if there's any way to go and see this, I mean, even though I'm going to be at Daytona and see them in person, <laughs> I, I, I see them running and competing. Uh, that that just tell got you me what, going. I'll take pictures. Please do. Please do. <laughs> I am sure, I feel pretty sure you're going to, that you and anybody at Petit Le Mans this weekend, you're going to see on Saturday one of these GP, GTP cars. They're there. Yeah. They're, they're there. They're going to hype it up. There's no reason not to. It's the end of an era and it's sort of a new, exciting era, uh, which we've all felt in, in last year's Petit Le Mans pre show that we did. Uh, we were pretty much pumping ourselves up for the, well, the beginning of the GTD Pro era, which. I have to be honest, is has underwhelmed me with people dropping out and swapping around. But next season we have an all new overall winner class that's that's very exciting. Uh but yeah, it, it's a shame that it's gonna be a lower power petite Lama, but I'm glad we've got some folks there to kind of give us the flavor on the ground. Uh Rob, not there this year, but Rob has been through it. I told Rob I would tell his story. Uh, uh Hurricane Fiona hits Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia. You, I mean, you. We were Tropical talking off the storm air. Storm hits the far north country. I don't yeah. understand how shit like that happens. It's antithetical to your knowledge. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about that. Cody made that comment. It's like it's it's so far up, you don't think about it. They weren't. They weren't. The infrastructure wasn't ready. Rob is coming to us, unable to race. 
when, I mean, you heard on the show over the past couple of weeks, Rob's been having uh, a resurgence after a summer break that many of us had mm-hmm. of wanting to sim race and I race and he doesn't get to do it. And now his virtual petite Lama is up in the air. Yeah. Everything's up in the air for him. I mean, I mean, I've never, Tyler, you could speak on it more than I can, but I've never been through a hurricane situation. I've been through massive blizzards, massive, but I mean, I can't imagine, you know, going through that where it's all of a sudden you're eight days without fucking power and you don't have internet and there's no timeline of like, oh yeah, we're going to have power up and running tomorrow. They don't have that. You know, he's been fucking going to, like, a community center to, like, charge his phone and get meals. Shit like that. Like, Yeah, yeah he said no stores were even open for, like, three or yep. four days after everything hit. There was nowhere to get food. And what you had spoiled, and that was the, your only option was to go to a community center. It's uh, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll say this. I, I spent time, like, you guys currently live in the Midwest and have, have lived in the Midwest. I spent a few, just a few years there. And experienced some of the snow ends, uh, but I've also experienced the hurricanes in eastern North Carolina. And uh, I feel like the Midwesterners, the native and long-term Midwesterners, have figured out a way to navigate the snow. Some of them even driving in it pretty well uh, and navigating it and making making do. Uh, so there's no risk of loss of infrastructure for too long. The, uh, the local DOTs, I'll say uh, Ohio DOT where I lived for three years, uh, they they were amazing with the snow, but here in eastern North Carolina, you get half an inch of of snow and you're done for three days because they don't they're not ready for it. Yeah, they so probably don't even plows. Snow yeah. is fine. Ice is the problem yeah. <laughs> it is, for yeah. us anyway. True. Well, ice <laughs> anywhere, ice anywhere is going to be a, a problem. But like I, my but I, my sister's in Virginia. They had a blizzard the first year she moved there. It they shut down for four days. Yeah, the, they do. They don't handle it well. They don't clear it well. Uh, out here, I mean, there are people that brave the hurricanes. The two I went through, I didn't evacuate. I white knuckled it, and I know Rob was telling us that he basically white knuckled it. And eventually, he and Mrs. Rob went to the basement of their home because they weren't sure if a tree would come through the window or the house, which is a smart move. The wind, the high winds, you you hear about them, you read about them, you see what the forecast is. But even here today, with the edge of this hurricane that's been weakened, the winds here took out moved around everything I had outdoors. Uh, outdoor items that aren't secured are, are just going. They're going. They're flipping over. They're going to move. Yeah. Uh, and that was a less than Category 1 storm that's weakened. So you imagine a Category 1 through 5 up to a 5. And uh, there's just not there, – there's no – there's not enough white-knuckling it in the world to get through that. You just have to be gone with – what a day or two's notice maybe to be prepared. There's no way to prepare for that. You cannot move everything you have out that quick. Uh, so not racing, but I feel like this week, this past week and a half hurricanes have dictated what we've done over here from, from as far South as Atlanta and Florida with our folks to as far North as Rob and, in the unlikeliest part of Canada. Fuck hurricanes guys. Fuck them. Fuck, Fuck them off. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm hoping Rob can get with us for Petit Le Mans. Virtual. Uh, I feel virtual. Yes, virtual. Uh, I feel when it comes to iRacing, I feel locked in for the virtual Petit Le Mans. I feel locked into the virtual Road Atlanta. Uh, 
I don't know if you guys have done uh, as much there, but I feel like that's one of those. There are like maybe five or six road courses on the service that you're just baseline locked into. And then there are some peripheral ones that you don't have as much time in. Uh, you guys depends feel that way? Or no? <laughs> depends, on the car. depends on the car. I, I'd prefer to drive the Corvette around road Atlanta more than anything else, but we can't do that. So I'm a little rusty with about everything else that's going to be there. Yeah. I want to do LMP two, but it's, it's deathly. Uh, I will on the sim and iRacing side, I'll say this. I lost my class a license because of Rhone Atlanta. That's like, not reassuring. Like, like this I'm week. Now, well, over the past half a month. What? Wow. Maybe, maybe, maybe a month. I forget I, what series I don't think I've done there. any official road really, except a couple I here have. and there and some of the endurance stuff. So yeah, I feel like my road license is pretty much safe where it's at. The safety rating may fluctuate, but uh, wow. I, I forget exactly what series it was, but through Racing Road Atlanta about a month ago, before the switch of the seasons, uh, I was I raced pretty. I pushed because I, I feel like I can get fast if I push at Road Atlanta. Uh, and through that for a week, I was involved in pretty tough situations and wrecks through every event I signed up for. And, and without even realizing it, I, I checked back after week 13 and I'm demoted from class A to class B and, and road, which is my thing, road. And I don't know how I feel about that. I, mean, I, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I mean, I know we don't like to be the show that talks about each individual iRacing official conquest because that's boring as hell, but I, I feel like a piece of shit. Piece of shit. The more that no, you're supposed to, you, at least you didn't murder to, anybody. Yeah, well, you didn't murder anybody. Valid- you're good. You're good on that. No, you guys are supposed to validate me and make me feel better about this. Well, what, we're supposed to lift you up, Powder Puff. I mean, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me it's not it's not me. It's the system. The system is broken. Yeah, the system's not ideal. Fuck the man, man. That's right, man. That's right, man. Yeah. I'll say this. It's not me. It's not you. I think it's it, you're in a lobby with a bunch of jackasses. No, that's the, that's what I want to hear. You're going to get that into any official lobby. Whether it's like I told somebody else earlier, it's not yeah. me. It's all the other shitty drivers out there. That's Co- correct. Just don't look in the mirror. It's fine. Just don't right. look in the mirror. Yeah. I mean, you get those tracks where you're on the edge, but you just you foam at the mouth with speed, and it's like, well, how am I I'm going to turn that off and not foam at the mouth with speed? God damn! <laughs> think of it Gotta like get after it. Think of it like this: this is a that getting demoted to uh, B class. It's a learning experience. You're a learning something that, from it, but you get to do something we don't. You get to go through the license progression again. Partially, yes. Barely, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can drop all the way down to D if you really wanted to and do it all, do, all over again. Go back but... to Mazdas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Patrick's ta- Patrick's telling me it's a learning experience. It is. It's Just think of it as a learning experience. I it's, had... a, it's, it's a performance improvement plan is what it is. No, I wouldn't go to a, a, a performance improvement plan, but I'd say, you know, you pushed hard, right? That's what you said? I was racing hard. I was just like, Getting, you know, you get you, when you feel competitive, when you get close to somebody, ready to pass them, you feel confident. You stay on them. You don't keep keep a gap, and you hope that they react well. And sometimes they park it in the apex or something. I mean, I mean, we're all relative or- amateurs. 
we're all relative amateurs. We're not all Daniel Murad. Let's be right. real. Right. So you do that. You're trusting each other. I mean, I could make a timing error. They could make a timing error. Let's not call ourselves 100% consistent every breaking point. So you get that close and you're feeling good for a split second when both of you are full throttle. And then you come to a hard breaking point, say the uh, chicane at, you know, before the hill, before the bridge, mm -hmm. the final chicane at Road Atlanta, and you're breaking hard trying to outbreak each other. That's where most of those mistakes and wrecks happen at Road Atlanta is down there. Yeah. Um, I, I would say if I were you, this is how I would think of it is mm. to not push as hard and to take words from Rob if you were yes. here Rob would say you just need to sit there and you need to mind punt them mind punt them you need to mind punt them just be in their mirror just be there be in their relative you don't have to be on their back bumper but well, I will say this so I've run, and this is, I know, I hope this isn't too boring because I hate to be like, oh, this is the race of the week, the official race of the week that I did. I, I hate that. But this week, VRS was at Road Atlanta. And uh, I was try I'm was i trying to, to fast track my way back to Class A because it's an ego thing. Let's be real. It's an ego thing. I, I feel bad. I feel like a piece of trash. I feel like the gum on Patrick's shoe. Feel bad uh, with that green bar at the top of your screen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I deserve more than that. I've put in more than that. I've spit way more than that on equipment. So for, for fuck's sake. Uh, you sound so, like an entitled millennial. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. So going into VRS Road Atlanta this week, also trying to, to fill in that that deep hole of FOMO for, for the real Petit Le Mans that, that you get to experience, Cody. Uh, I, I ran one just shortly before the show tonight um but my strategy to not fall to a class c for christ's sake um because i'll just have to whip myself if i fell to class c um put on the gimp suit if i fall to class c. but uh, <laughs> zip up the mouth. If, and if i go to class b you get to zip up the mouth that's all i'm saying but uh, my strategy yes i my, mind punting is what I get to, Patrick, because uh, I've I've gotten into the mindset of, okay, I'm not going to try to play that outbreaking game because you go into ABS and, you, and you're going to mess it up. Uh, I learn from past mistakes. So I make the opponent think I'm going to try to outbreak them into those hard breaking zones. And I break earlier than I would normally break if I were by myself. So then they break too late trying to outbreak me. They're all out of sorts, and I get a solid run out of the exit of the corner. You now even I have, realize you even have to tuck out into that mirror so that they can see you, like the yeah. like they think you're going to dive bomb them, and then just break early, tuck back in, Correct. break early, and they are yep. gone. And they get either mind punted by running off, or they get the worst run off of exit, and I get the better run. I realize this is not breaking news to to good iRacers out there, but for me, <laughs> it, it's what's going to save my license. So. There. So that's, Patrick that's said you story. also need to stop pushing so hard and slow down. So I think in practice for that, you need to come drive the next gen at the Charlotte Roval next week. It'll do that two does... things. It'll help your road course and it'll teach you to slow down. Oh. I think you're not wrong. I understand that because that's such a finicky car to push. And, and if I'm being honest, if we're going to talk iRacing for a sec, uh, it, any problem I have anywhere 
in iRacing, I think it's over driving. It's pushing. It's not under driving. It's for me, it's always, yeah, it's always over driving, right? Yeah, 100%. Yep. I can't underdrive a car for shit, but I can overdrive it for days. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, that's oval. It's very, it's more noticeable than anywhere. Yeah. With the tire wear and the the effect of the tire wear in or road, obviously, the, yeah. The in road, the tire wear can can be noticeable at places and times, but I feel like generally not not quite as much as the oval. At the oval, you're gonna the, the proof is gonna be in the pudding in oval, without a question. Yeah, you're gonna drop off like a like fucking crazy. It's just yeah, uh, no, yeah, no question about it. No question about it. Um. So yeah, I've been fired up on the sim. I've been fired up doing some oval stuff. We talked oval. We we did the oval paretics episode unknowingly. Uh, my appreciation for it is growing back uh, on a weekly basis. Well, a good run at Talladega will do that. Yeah. A good run at Texas will do that. You know, Patrick's Patrick's like, what the hell? I've been trying to say this this whole time. <laughs> Actually, both of you we guys both are, have, are Patrick. Yeah, we, we've been yeah. fucking. Well, I've been fucking trying to. Yeah poke the mm. fucking bear i mean come he's on. been get, it's it's working it's working i'm getting there i'm, getting I'm not there. saying you got to go balls deep into that shit but i mean uh well i, I mean I if we can even join nis next season maybe we'll uh you know uh, i would say nis qualifies as balls deep yeah uh, yeah that's that's balls deep yeah if we're gonna be crude then then yeah that i didn't that think count. that was crude but okay <laughs> i mean i mean for end of the apex i don't know what you know it's pretty pretty on brand but ah. <laughs> let's uh uh, let's take a break here, guys. A little halfway break. We fill our, our glasses as we we toast to Rob, who was here with us uh, in the studio just moments ago, uh, but had some connection issues because he's literally on a generator. Uh, so we got to to cheer him up a little bit, but he didn't get to make it on the show. Uh, yeah, we'll be back here on Into the Apex. go anywhere more into the apex is coming up tired of getting caught up in the mayhem of turn one so are we although we can't protect you from disasters in iRacing we can protect you and your family from mayhem on the road or at home the all-state javiki agency proudly protects families in ohio and pennsylvania Give John a call today at 412-561-6239. Mention Mad Sim Racing and Into the Apex when calling to receive a gift card with a qualified quote, no purchase necessary. That's the Allstate Javiki Agency covering Ohio and Pennsylvania, 412-561-6239. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit GreatHireHR.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards, I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees, and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit AlienAwards.net. This episode is also brought to you by Bad Weather Brewing Company, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. 
Bad Weather Brewing Company serves up craft beers such as the Fog of War Hazy IPA or the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout, and some of the best designed cans you'll see, by the way. For the tap list and to grab your mug, visit badweatherbrewery.com. This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by our partners at Track Racer. Since 2008, Track Racer has been designing and pioneering the best value, high-end gaming platforms and accessories. Track Racer products are made from the highest quality materials that offer unsurpassed durability. Track Racer is supported by recognizable names such as Haley Deegan, Ross Chastain, Alex Pillow, and Alpine F1 team. Check them out through the link on our website, intotheapex.com, and support the show today. Into the Apex with Tyler Cody from Atlanta for Petit Lamar and Patrick in the studio. Uh, Cody's got a, a fortunate thing. It's it's looking like the well the last time to see Jimmy Johnson in uh, in the Cadillac and IMSA Kamokobayashi for that matter. He's officially announced that uh, it's his last run in Cadillac uh, because as we know, I mean Jimmy Johnson's ending his IndyCar run. Which is a shame to me. It was it's fun to watch him do both IMSA Endurance Cup and IndyCar in two series that have been my really my top series, uh, and, and I grew up with him, so it's it's been something special to see him there, regardless of how he's performed. Uh, but yeah, with the new GTP Cadillac's not going to have space uh, quite so much as they did this year uh, with the Action Express Action Express with Hendrick uh, team that they had with the Ally Cadillac. Uh, so it's going to be the end of that, uh, barring something like an LMP2 attempt or such, uh, tomorrow or this weekend, Cody. Yeah, uh, it, I grew up watching. Jimmy was my driver in NASCAR growing up through all those years. I need. There aren't many drivers you can say literally changed a sport, and he may not have done it so much in IndyCar or IMSA or anything, but he definitely changed NASCAR and he to announce his official retirement from full time racing is a. Uh, It'll be special to see him for the last time on track, maybe for a while in the United States. I know he's rumored to be going to Le Mans to do the uh, Garage 61 entry with Hendrick Motorsports over there with Jeff and who knows who else is going to drive that car. That's uh, where I'm going to try to spend. That's why I'm trying to get a passport and everything in line to go to Francis next year uh, to watch it. Uh, Not only as a giant NASCAR fan, but as a Jimmy Johnson fan growing up, it's going to be, Fun to watch that car go around Lamont. It's going to fun, be fun to see him with maybe a little weight off his shoulder, be able to do some stuff. Maybe he'll perform a little bit better than he has been even at Petit. Now that he's got, he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. He doesn't have any full-time obligations. It's just whatever he wants to do, he can go do, you know? Yeah, I, I'm wondering if he'll, well, I feel like, do we feel like IndyCar is done for him? Like, will he, will he go for the Indy 500 one more time or... Was it one and done this year for the Indy 500? I don't think he's done I, with the Indy 500. Or, I, I mean, 
as much as he hated it, I mean, look at his oval performance. You said he didn't do that great in IndyCar, and you're right, because they're primarily a street course and road course circuit. But look at his oval finishes. A top five at Texas yeah. and a sixth place at Iowa or whatever it was, or lead yeah. laps and at the Indy 500, even if it was on strategy, you still have to be up there to be able to make the strategy work, you know, that he road racing isn't and never was his forte. He's an oval guy. That's what he's always done. I think for him to go there just proves how tough the IndyCar field is and just proves how good of an oval racer he is to be able to perform that well on a car that he'd never driven on an oval before. That's completely different to the, uh, you know, 10 top cars that he'd been driving, the stock cars that he'd driven for most of his career. It's, it's going to be sad to not see him as a regular on a North American circuit grid full time. We've had it since the early two thousands. Jimmy Johnson has been full time in one series or another in North America for going on 20 years now, over 20 years now. It's going to be weird to just not see his name show up every week. And I've, I've run into him twice one way or the other at petite last year uh, on the intro grid and uh, in the paddock at Watkins Glen for the M's of six hours uh, last year, both last year. And uh, in both cases, I got the, the impression he's, he's a genuinely nice guy, genuinely good guy who takes as much time as he has, which is probably not much, but he, well, in my case, he's taken it both times. Photos, autographs, a few words, whatever it might be. Maybe you'll get a third chance. There's heavy rumors that he is a, uh... There's an exemption for NASCAR in their all-star race that champions within the last 10 calendar years are allowed to, allowed to compete in the all-star race. And I know it's in your backyard this next year. There's heavy rumors that he will be fielding a fifth Hendrick car in that all-star race. Yeah, the North Wilkesboro news, that that is exciting because, yes, that's, that's where Bradley and I grew up. We had uh, Save the Speedway on the show over a year ago now. And uh, that that is some significant stuff uh, to have that race go there. I, I really can't put put it into words how significant that is for that area where we grew up um, to have that back. Not only the Cup Series on prime time, uh, but the oddly enough, now it's the Craftsman Truck Series again. What? <laughs> Which is what it was. The Truck Series. That's it. Was the Craftsman <laughs> Truck Series when I used to watch it as a kid. With Bobby Hamilton, Mike Skinner, and and the like, Ted Musgrave, those guys that had raced Cup when I was a kid. Uh, Ted Musgrave, the Prime Star Satellite. There are times I still call it the the Craftsman Truck Series. Uh, It's just habit. That's that's my age. That's my generation. The late Bobby Hamilton winning a championship in trucks after he drove that Kodak car in NASCAR. Mike Skinner. Yeah. Drove that that thirty one Lowe's car for Richard Childress. That is the era of NASCAR, where I I know we've said it sometime before, but Bradley and I would go to elementary school and come back and watch VHS recorded VHS recorded Atlanta Motor Speedway NASCAR with Bobby Labonte in the Interstate Batteries eighteen and Terry Labonte in the Kellogg's number five. Oh, that yeah. was that time that type of racing that era that's why i sit here today that's why any of this would happen that's what got us into motorsport uh although we went away from oval racing and went into road racing it doesn't matter just like jimmy that 
Yes, that's I mean, exactly like Jimmy. That's true. That's what got us into it, and, and it's it's something that even if we took years away and didn't follow it, uh, it was it's always been there in, in inside of me, Patrick. Inside of me, it, it was just a hiatus, just a hiatus. That's all. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's an it's a competitive event that I that I will never not appreciate. Oh yeah, because of those formative years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Jimmy. Basically, I'm Lamar, probably. I mean, no, no confirmation yet. But doing Lamar, what else do we think he's going to do? Is it? Uh, how would they? But 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 how would they turn him down for that if he he's already? I mean, said, I'm sure he's already approved. I mean, I, he, it just hasn't been announced yet. Uh, there's probably an IndyCar event that goes on that same weekend. They couldn't announce until he announces retirement or something. I, I, because he said it in an open interview that's out there now that he would do that. How is he not going to? Well, do not that? only that, and I'm he, pretty sure Chad Knauss is the technical director for that car, who was his crew chief. Yeah. Jeff Gordon, yeah. who got him into Hendrick in the first place, is the co-driver so far. Come yeah. on. Well, if you've seen, if you've, I mean, we Chad Knauss goes to all the Ally Cadillac races, yeah. and and Jimmy has well, not not only if he he's driven in IndyCar on road events, but he's driven road endurance events in that Ally Cadillac. Yeah. He's got the resume the perfect resume for this because he's a champion in the stock car. He's put the time in and road endurance racing, albeit in a DPI uh, or an Indy car in, in basically sprint road racing. Uh, but he's perfect for the assignment. He's perfect for the assignment. Agreed. He, that- and he's, he's always had Lamar on his bucket list. Yep. That's probably the one thing left. Yep. Could we see, well, well, I guess I'll say this. We don't know where this whole this whole Chevy stock car at Le Mans, where it could go. Do we see it being the Delta Wing? I don't, I don't know how that would even work, to be quite honest. I need to talk to somebody smarter than I. But <laughs> do we see it becoming a, a something that happens more than once or that gets to actually compete uh, for a class? I don't see I don't that. Think that's, so. that's gonna no, be it'll never... It- just given that Euro NASCAR is so different than American NASCAR, especially right now on their top, their top level versus our top level. I, this car is completely different than anything else that NASCAR has ever seen. The next gen car is basically a uh, GT car with a big, 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 big motor in it. This is supposed to be a test primarily of the hybrid system for 2024 it's a hybrid-powered car. I think this is more of a stress test learning process for NASCAR and a national, international experiment and showcase of American technology for it is all it's going to be. I think it's going to yeah. be a one-off, and that's the reason why I'm wanting to go. That You'll probably never see another. It's been 50 years since we've seen a stock car at NASCAR. It'll probably be another 50 before you see another one, or stock car at Le Mans. It'll be another 50 mm-hmm. years before you see another one, probably. A, a historic event, basically. A historic event. If you're yeah, into American NASCAR, yes, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Do, do we see Jimmy in a Cadillac prototype again based on his relationships? I would, I would say yes at the Rolex. But I would I, say. I would hope so. I would say it will only be at the Rolex. At the 24. Because of the prestige of the event and the allure of winning a Rolex. That is the only thing I could see him being like a, a fourth driver for a team. 
do we see any Formula One tests? I mean, I know he's not going to be a full-time Formula One driver. Do we see a team offer a Formula One test? He's done it with McLaren before. He did a Formula One test or a seat swap with Alonso back in the early 20-teens. He did a, a yeah. like a just a test run with them and let Alonso drive a stock car for a little bit. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get. I'll give you the the lukewarm take of no because if we can't even get Colton Herta in Formula One, who's actually good at IndyCar, surely we won't get Jimmy, who's subpar at IndyCar. Uh, take that. That's that's not high hanging fruit. That is pretty low hanging fruit. But I, I will contrary that. I will argue against that. I mean, McLaren. We got McLaren, I have a feeling. McLaren just is signing everybody no, who I'm could not possibly saying, be signed. I'm not saying they're going to sign Jimmy. Fuck that. Not have Up to and including Alex Pelot, who somehow reversed the whole ordeal. No. But what I'm saying is the is what they could do is, you know, bring like a year older car to, say, one of the American races next year for F1 and have Jimmy just... Take a couple laps. But, well, I mean, we're talking gimmicks at that point, which, I mean, I'm good for any gimmick. Yeah, but, but I, I, I could see. That's realistic. So that's realistic. I could even see not even McLaren, but Red Bull has been known to do like drag races with their cars versus their stuff. So why don't you get Jimmy Johnson in a Hendrick stock car and get Checo or Max to get in a couple year old uh, Red Bull and get Daniel Ricardo in an Indy car since that's probably where he's going to end up anyway. I really hope so. And I really hope do so. a do a a, th- a one lap race around Coda for that Grand Prix or something, so you can get all three of them on there at the same time. Get what the times are roughly going to be and time it so that they come around and cross the start finish line at the same time. So send the stock car off twenty seconds later. Send the Indy car off twenty seconds later. Send the F one car off and let them fly around the track and cross the line at the same time as a Red Bull stunt. I don't know what IndyCar seat would, uh, as somebody with Rob, if he were here, Rob, we miss you. Um, as somebody who's an IndyCar fanatic, where the hell is Daniel Ricardo got to go in IndyCar? I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's got to figure it out in F1. Because Who are they putting in the Chip Ganassi 48? <laughs> nobody, nobody. There's nobody. I mean, it's not so McLaren. He's got that baseline relationship, but well, had, what, they already what, offered what that. Had uh, that baseline yeah, relationship. Yeah. What were the headlines? What were the headlines? Fourth era McLaren Indy 500 entry for Kyle Busch. What? What do we? I mean, come on. That's part of his new it, Chevy it, contract. It's a Chevy deal. That's all it is. Yeah. We assume number three is Juan Pablo Montoya, as it has been. I mean, when is Juan Pablo Montoya not going to be the guy? <laughs> I know, I'll as long say as there's this. no jet dryers on the track, I guess he can always be your guy. But <laughs> I'll say this about the Danny Ricardo thing to uh, IndyCar. He was already offered by McLaren you know, when they were trying to basically push him to the side. You know, come to IndyCar. He said no. It's been documented. I would love to see him there. I would love to see him there, but he already turned it down from McLaren. Yeah. If he turned it down in that respect, I don't even see any other rides that would be available as of right now that would be better than McLaren in IndyCar. Yeah, Yeah, no. I agree. 
I don't. I don't think it's going to happen next year. There's no. I, maybe one day. Yes. Uh, is it going to be a safer bet? Yeah. Uh, I I saw an article earlier today from Marshall Pruitt at Racer, who's an IndyCar guy, that even he, as an IndyCar guy, is getting disappointed in IndyCar's kind of pussyfooting around about the affordability, not updating the car, not not working on a hybrid car. Uh, basically let's put it, put it the way it is. Indy cars behind the times they're, they're running on old equipment and there's no sign of improvement or upgrade. I mean, they're and still IndyCar on the IR 18, aren't they? The 18, yeah, 2019 right. chassis for a, now to be in its fifth year or six year service or whatever. That's pretty damn old. I mean, NASCAR is stuck in ways screen. and they update chassis more often than that. Yeah, don't let the arrow screen fool you. It's still the same car with a little screen on it. Yeah, that's the only difference. Scott Dixon, I've said it before. Scott Dixon had the quote of uh, basically we're like Formula 2 as far as the car's performance. I mean, you got – or Formula 3, like like F2 or whatever is faster than IndyCar. That was a shock to me. That was a shock to my system to, to read that article and that quote uh, as an IndyCar lover. I mean, I love IndyCar. I'm all in on IndyCar. As you're wearing your Arrow McLaren want, jersey. Yeah, correct. As you can see on the screen, yeah. I'm, I'm all in on it. Uh, I love McLaren's passion for it. I love the teams and the drivers. Um, but I want to see it get all it can. And, and when, you, when you get these insiders like Marshall Pruitt um, or David Land who, who make these comments and release these videos and articles – it's upsetting because you you want to see the series that you love get all it can, even if it means some changes. I mean, if you're a motorsport fan, you you're open to changes. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of other sports, changes sometimes can turn you off. But in motorsport, it's constantly evolving and it needs to. Whether it's the real motorsport or whether it's the simulation motorsport, you need constant evolution because that's exciting. And and you may not like every little piece, but you need that. You cannot be stuck in your ways. Um, now EVs, electric. Yeah, you've heard my comments on that. Ugh. Ugh. No go, no go, no go. But otherwise, I mean, you, you, car designs and this and that. You need to see some differences every now and then. It's nice. It's refreshing. A new formula pushes the envelope. Make sure things don't stagnate. Correct. Yeah, and if it means a faster Indy car, I mean, by God, I'll, I would absolutely love it. If you got to put some kind of restriction on the Indy 500 because it's well terrifying then to do that. Uh, I've seen comments from F1 drivers that they don't need to run the Indy 500 because they value their safety in their life. I mean, Cody, you can join me in this having been there in person. It is terrifyingly fast. It is dangerous. incredibly fast. Like they're, so I'll see a stock car race at the big track where they are packed up and going incredibly fast this weekend for the first time. This will be my first big boy oval. I've been to gateway. It's a short track. It's I've been to road courses for stock cars. This is my first big boy oval. So I can have a comparison, but even then they're still going 40 miles an hour slower than the Indy car is around Indy mm-hmm. for the 500. It's insane how fast those cars go around that track. I wish I could have been there for, Scott Dixon's qualifying run. Cause that would have been, mm. I think everybody there knew that it was something special whenever it was going on. It's something special to just go to that track and see the cars going that fast. But I, I, I can understand where they come from saying that it's insane. I think it's more so the 
the Texas and the Iowa and those kind of tracks that that are really more death traps than Indy is. I think it just seems like there's they have Indy down. You know what I mean? Like more so than they do some of those other tracks, but still mm-hmm. they're going just as fast as they are at Indy and Indy is not forgiving at all. Yeah, if you look at a chronicle of accidents, I feel like the Atlantis, Texases of uh, of years past at IndyCar are more scary. I mean, we saw Colton Herter flip over in a session this year at Indianapolis, but uh, I mean, those there have been some scary wrecks at Indianapolis. But um, we've been there the past two years. We'll be there at the one hundred seventh in May. I, I don't see us missing a year. It's only going to grow, but. Uh, especially now that we've, per- we're, we're ramping up our tailgate game. That's right. In, in person, I've not seen terrifying wrecks. I mean, the error screen I like, and it saved uh, Connor Daly's life last year. Let's be real. I mean, yeah. when Graham Rahal's wheel came off and slapped that, that error screen coming out of the turn two, that would have been a, 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 a dead Connor Daly, which would have been awful. Yeah. So the error screen... I like it better than the Halo. I think I've said that before. I'll say it again. Uh, I'm a fan of it, but if we can upgrade the cars, please keep the screen, but up, upgrade the cars. I know we're... Rob, this would be to Rob's benefit. Rob would love that we are talking about IndyCar so deeply right now, uh, but I mean, I that's that's my opinion on it. And they need to do something. I, there's a lot of speeds to be found in dampers, but I mean, that's the only thing they're allowed to work on is dampers. Everything else is a spec part. So either they need to update the chassis or open it up so that teams can develop other stuff to change things. Something, something needs to change. You can't just keep, well, I mean, I say that, but then again, we've had pretty good racing and pretty good, a bunch of different winners and everything else. No one's been the dominant force to, you know, so maybe they don't want to change it. I, we just went over this all you need to change for everything, but like it's working, you know, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hundred percent true. But anyhow, IndyCar, uh, I miss it. I'm sad it's over quickly. I feel like the season should run a little later, but it does start a bit earlier. Uh, IMSA season is ending this weekend. Uh, Cody, you're down in Atlanta. You're going to go in just uh, some hours to Petit Le Mans to close out the year. Uh, do you have a particular team in each class that you're pulling for or, or what, where do you stand on that as you go into this, uh, on the ground this weekend? So, uh, always have to pull for the Corvette, even though it's a bastardized GTLM right now and is probably not going to run at the front of the pack and probably won't win unless some other crap happens, but you always got to pull for the Corvette and GTD pro. I'm going to have to pull for the 48 jimmy's last race he's been my driver forever other than that i really don't have any alliances or anything else to go for um do i think the 48 or the corvette are going to win no i'm going to be disappointed with that uh, i don't even honestly i haven't even looked at the lineup since i wasn't 100 percent sure until a couple days ago i was going to make the drive down with the weather or even go to the track if i was down here if the race was even going to go on i haven't looked at qualifying i haven't looked at anything to see who's lined up I know Meyer Shank's been pretty strong. There's a pretty tight points battle in DPI. I don't think anything's locked up yet, so anything could happen there. Um, but I, I don't even know who's leading points or anything or who's looking strong in any of the other classes. I've not done my homework whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't. We're not going to break that down either. I will say loosely uh, 
I think a Cadillac is going to win the race, even though Meyer Shank is on the pole. Uh, I'm going to pick a Cadillac to win the race. Mazda won last year in their send-off, which was beautiful, but obviously not again this year. Uh, I know uh, Madison, Sto- Madison Snow, Brian Sellers, and that BMW uh, on the pole. Uh, they're pretty strong. They were strong last year in a Lamborghini. They seem to be good no matter what car they're in. Uh, so that seems to be a decent uh, bet uh, for that. Uh, but but yeah, I feel like Cadillac's going to win. But that's that's pretty loose. I mean, I just like like you. I, I knowing that I obviously am not going, but knowing that I made that call, I've been kind of mentally thinking there's not going to be a regular race. Uh, like I said, I'm glad there is for everybody else, but. My God, that selfish FOMO hits you like a ton of bricks. I mean, there, it really does. There's still time to book a flight. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I maybe. But <laughs> let me say, let me say this: when I when I logged into that VRS Road Atlanta race tonight in the Porsche, uh, thank God for iRacing. It does iRacing, although not nearly the real thing. iRacing is a bit of a FOMO cure. It really is because you get in that rig, you get you put those Maradness gloves on, you hold onto that Fanatec Formula wheel, and uh, you, you lock in at, in in one of those sports cars at at Road Atlanta or wherever else, and you feel like I'm going racing. I'm behind the wheel. Say what at the twelve thirty one tomorrow? Go sit in one. Don't join it, but spectate it and just take the camera, move <laughs> it down to turn ten, and just watch all the cars go by or something. <laughs> That's I'm t- I'm telling you it's a it's a FOMO cure, not not a hundred percent not a hundred percent. If I could get the smells and such, maybe. Don't you maybe. still have that burnt rubber air freshener from last no. year? Oh, I I threw that shit away a long time <laughs> oh, ago. Oh God! No, I threw that shit away. But I still have two GT4 tires sitting <laughs> in my house. So. That's right. <laughs> Uh, next weekend is the Indianapolis eight hours. I know we won't be there, but yeah, last year, Cody got two tires from the Indy eight. I'd only planned on taking <laughs> one, but somebody offered me a second one as we were walking out. Yeah. So how and, could I, and you don't say down? no. Yeah. You don't say no. You don't say no. But no. yeah, iRacing is a cure. Uh, it is a cure to an extent yeah. to that FOMO. So cheers. iRacing for that. I'll, I'll, I'll throw that to him. Um, Patrick, I know your team Corvette. I don't even have to ask you. You're like, you're salt of the earth Americana, Patrick. You're pulling for Corvette and Cadillac. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Um, Corvette, Cadillac. Um, but for Cadillac, I'm pulling for the O2 team. And that is, that's not Sebastian Bourdais, right? No, that's the other one. That's the, uh, Earl Bamber. Earl Bamber. Yeah. He qualified, uh, uh, P2. Um, obviously GTD pro, it would be, um, Corvette. Corvette. I, I don't yeah. know which one, but um, is that going to happen? No. Jordan Taylor. Yeah. Jordan Taylor. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know for GTD. I don't really know. Magnus, Aston Martin, my guys. Come on. Yeah. Or, P, uh, P3 and the Rolex 24. Yeah. Or, or we could uh, shout out to our guys over. Oh, where are they? Hardpoint. Hardpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Satiller. 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 What? Ferrari. Oh, oh yeah, Reese. Reese. 
Noel, Satilla Racing. Oh. Reese is the pro for This is the GTD. Okay. But there's the one I, I thought was... Patrick was having a stroke there for a second. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Andy Lally and Sp- Spencer Pompelli. Yeah, Magnus Aston Martin. Yep, it's beauty. Throw... It's a beauty. Let's throw it out to them. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll say this. Happy Petit Le Mans weekend everybody. Uh the FOMO, I'll just have to push through it. I'll watch it. Cody, I'm glad you're there. Snap some pictures of those GTPs, won't you? Yeah, I will. Go for an ex- if I can find them. I go for g- go for an expedition. Enjoy that hurricane weather. Yes. Fuck. Let let let's join me in unison, everybody. In, on three, fuck hurricanes. One, two, three. Fuck, fuck, fuck hur- hurricanes. hurricanes. For Rob Gregoire, for myself, for Bradley, for the entire end of the Apex community. Uh, happy closing of. North American sports car racing, everybody. Have fun at Petit Le Mans, Cody. Patrick, I don't know what we're doing this weekend, but we're gonna we're gonna cure that FOMO one way or the other. I'm watching on the peacock. Yeah, we're gonna peak so Patrick and I will be peacocking it up yep. this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh we're just gonna be counting down the days to the Rolex twenty four. How about that? How about yep. that? Yep, that sounds like a plan. Yep. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Let's get into the apex. been listening to into the apex from mad jim racing media check out the show's upcoming road trips and join the community at into the apex.com 